0: Welcome to the Prime Leadership Podcast, where we keep you informed about the newest trends and discussions in the UK engineering and manufacturing sector. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Prime Workforce, dedicated to assisting leaders in engineering and manufacturing across the UK in recruiting the right talent for their leadership and management needs. Visit prime-workforce.co.uk. Delighted to be joined by Mike Wilson from ABB. ABB is a global leading supplier of industrial robots and systems. And to be honest, if you haven't heard about ABB, where have you been hiding? Mike is the business development manager for ABB in the UK, and he is leading the drive to increase the use of robots across UK manufacturing. In addition, he is a chairman of the British Automation and Robot Association, And is also the author of Implementation of Robot Systems, which was published in 2014. With all that said, as discussed at the start, I'm delighted to have Mike on the show this week and to discuss this week's hot topic, which is using robots within your manufacturing business. So, Mike, how are you today?
1: I'm very good, Terry. Thank you.
0: And thank you very much for taking the time. I'm really looking forward to this podcast. As as in previous episodes that I've done, Mike, have been visited in uh, Industry 4.0 and and, and and more importantly about the robotic and automation side and how that can help uh, manufacturing leaders across the UK to increase productivity within their manufacturing business. So, so I, I think we'll just get kicked off straight away. Mike, Mike, what do you see as the current challenges
1: behind UK manufacturing? I, the I think and I think most of the audience will probably know this, but growing competition from overseas, the the challenge of, of costs always rising, particularly in terms of energy, raw materials, probably less well known. There, there is a skills shortage coming. It's predicted that there's more than 250,000 vacancies in engineering businesses by 2022. So we, we need to find ways of, yeah. of utilising our skills better. Probably one of the, the biggest challenges we face in the UK is our, our productivity. We're, we're about 20% below our major competitors. And unless we we address that challenge, we're going to struggle to be competitive going forward.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I, and I think this ties in and and the whole reason why I've got a passion for for robotics and automation is is one of the key things that is in a lot of people's minds as BRITX and how what the outcomes might be in that. And me personally, I know a number of businesses who are struggling for staff at the moment, and that's all down to to people you know leaving the UK to return back to uh, to Europe. And with that, with that, Mike, I'm sure that's that you know a lot of people would benefit. Uh, from robotic automation if that was in place, you know, with this happening as well. And I kind of see that as a big challenge. And looking at those challenges, then, how how do you, you know, the benefits of robotic automation within manufacturing, how do you see that being a benefit to to potential manufacturing? Well,
1: in terms of robots, it, it is all about improving productivity. It's about increasing yield, getting more out for what you put in, particularly improving the utilization of other equipment. So if you've got machines that are being loaded and unloaded manually, they're always going to be waiting at some point for the the operator to, to come along and do his job. Whereas if you can automate that process, they'll be unloaded and reloaded exactly when required and as efficiently as possible. But one of the keys to me is actually in terms of better utilization of staff using the staff where their skills and attributes can add value to the product and using robots where where you've got tasks that are mundane, repetitive, arduous. Tasks where effectively you're using people as robots. So why not use robots for those tasks?
0: Yeah, Exactly. And, and I think that's that's a, that's a key point that actually you've raised there. It makes I think a lot of people think, oh, we bring in robotics. and uh facility and actually it's going to make everyone redundant. And it's just going to be, you know, a a fully automated site. you know, I mean, the reality is, you know, if you have, I'll give you an example. If you have someone within a cake factory whose sole job is to put grease proof paper into into a baking tree all day, that could be simply covered, you know, with a piece piece of uh, robotic technology. And that person could then be utilized better somewhere else in the business. So, actually, it's, 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 allowing, it's allowing the business to, you know, mundane tasks to be done by machinery and uh, and, and, and people uh, with brains to be utilised in the best areas to, to, to increase productivity. But that's what I think. Yeah, no, is no, like.
1: very much so. It, it's, it's about um, using the people where you can get most out of the people and using machines, using robots, where the repetition is not really suited to, to the people themselves so, you know, robots will give you consistency. They'll give you consistent high quality. They'll minimize damage. They'll reduce waste, reduce rework. But at the same time, because robots are programmable, they give you the flexibility that most businesses need today because they can be reprogrammed for new products. They can be reprogrammed for a range of products. So so you don't necessarily get tied into high-volume production runs. Robots can be applied to, to one-offs or or even small batches, they also improve health and safety because you take people away from the dirty, the dangerous tasks. And, and ultimately, you give people more rewarding jobs, which means you get more out of those people.
0: And even when when you were mentioning about the skills shortage, that's got to help with that as well. You know, because, yeah, of course there will be less people employed within a factory as well due to, if this was the case, but, you know, with regards to going forward as well, um, you know, that's got to help with the potential skill shortage in future. And, and, and I can see a lot of different roles being created as well, Mike, and I think the people who are the forward-thinking individuals who are, who are embracing this technology now, if, if they're looking to recruit people like uh, IT managers, automation engineers, people who are specialists within, you know, robotics and maintaining those type of equipment and, 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 uh, and fixing issues, then they're going to be the market leader, you know, and and are I'm going, going to benefit from that in the longer term because they're going to have the right type of people within their organisation to, to to help. Well, if everyone was looking to recruit that type of person going forward, there's not that many people out there at the moment, so there's a shortage there. But I'm just I'm sideways tracking there, but I just thought that would be important as well for people to start
1: thinking. You no, know, it is it, it, to make the most of. Robot automation. It is, you know, we believe it's important that you put some kind of strategy together, a bit, a bit like a business plan. So, you, so you kind of identify where you want to be in five or ten years' time, and and develop the manufacturing solutions using the robots to get there. Try and do the relatively easy tasks first, and move on to the more complicated tasks later. And at the same time, in parallel with all of that, develop the skills that you need within the business. To, to operate and maintain this equipment. You, know, you can't go to a fully automated factory in one step, and, and we'd never recommend that anybody try to do that. It's about making small steps and making them successful.
0: A hundred percent, hundred percent. I think that's it. And you know what? Mike, you're getting me thinking now, because I think the key thing is, you know, existing engineers or technical operators within your manufacturing site, you know what you could look at is uh, putting the guys through training, yep. you know, and, get, and getting the guys trained up over a period of time. So actually, what you're what you're increasing as well as staff motivation and retention, uh, you know. So that's something completely different. Uh, Mike, what type of robots are available for for manufacturers? They,
1: I mean, these days there are there are all sorts of different robots available. They range from you know highly precise, dexterous machines that can assemble very small parts very repeatedly, all the way up to larger machines for palletizing, high-speed machines for packaging on, on food production lines, welding machines. You know, Within our range, we've got about 30 basic robots that range from about half a kilo capacity all the way up to one ton capacity. And we can identify the most appropriate machine for an application. But, but one of the keys to all of this is, is not just the robot machine itself, but the equipment that you put around the robot to make sure that the system is designed to do the job that, that's required of it. And all the elements of the system are as reliable as the robot that formed the, the center of that. So, so it is important that the appropriate studies are made early on, to identify the most appropriate solution to meet the needs of, of that particular customer and those particular production requirements. How, how, how would listeners go about doing that? You know, we would recommend that that they they engage with companies that are expert within this field. We provide advice and support to people that are new to robots. We we run a, a regular event called Switch to Robots which goes through the benefits of robot automation, the steps that are required to, to, to implement robot systems, and also things like how to write specifications, how to develop the justification. So that people that are new to it can can take the uh, the appropriate steps, it's in many ways it's no different to buying any other piece of capital equipment, but people tend to be afraid because it's got this term robot in it, and it tends to scare people off. But but as long as you as long as you go through the appropriate steps, then you can make a success of, of any project, and and we're very happy to help with that.
0: Yeah, and I think I was I was at uh, I I was at an event in Lisbon was it, it was last year, last October, Web Summit. And it was, uh, and they introduced a robot onto the stage, and this was, you know, this was a robot that, that could think, it could speak, it could, you know, you could have a conversation with. It was actually a like a person, and, it, and I, my mind was blown. And I think, you know, when when we talk about robots, that's the first picture that comes into the people's heads as well. Is that is that type of type of robot? But actually, the reality is what what we're using within manufacturing is a bit of kit that's taken sort of a mundane process task and been able to to automate that, you know, and actually be able to do it without the need for human interaction. And these robots can range in size and you know and they've got different applications within a manufacturing site. But actually, Mike, you touched on some of the robots that that that, that, that would benefit their benefit our listeners. Could you give me an example of, of a sort of real-life scenario that you've been involved in, uh, maybe one of the customers and how that benefited them? Just to kind of put a wee bit of perspective
1: on it. Sure. We, we've, got, um, I mean, we've got robots in all sorts of different industries. But just to give you an example of a, a couple, we have a customer down in, in Cornwall called CHX Plastics who put their first robot in probably about eight, nine years ago now. For unloading injection molding machines, and CHX Plastics make low-value plastic products like badges and fridge magnets, and they also did the red noses for the cars for the last Red Nose Day. So it kind of gives you an idea of the you know the the kind of low low-value product they're making, and and they they typically compete with product coming out of China. They put robots in to unload the molding machines and process the parts through the first steps of the manufacturing process. And what that's meant is that they are able, they were able to increase production. They were able to also operate overnight at times without anybody in the factory. They've been able to redeploy the workers. They haven't lost anybody. They've redeployed the workers, so they now set up the next task to go through, rather than just being tied to the machines for loading and unloading. And It's meant that they've been able to reduce their costs. they have able to, to be competitive against the product coming from China. They, they don't get down to exactly the same cost levels, but they win because they could be more responsive to their customers. So It's, it's a great example of a, a relatively small business. It's only about 20 people. It's now got a couple of robots that, that's been able to introduce this technology and benefit from it. We also have a company called Signature Flatbreads in Bedfordshire who produce the uh, small pancakes that you buy in the supermarket. And they put robots in in their system for packing of the pancakes. So they've got high-speed flex picker robots in cells, four robots in a cell. Each robot can pick about 110 pancakes per minute. And they're reducing wastage. They're improving hygiene. And again, they're improving their, their productivity. So rather than using people to pack these pancakes, they've now got machines doing it. And the people are being redeployed to more and al- value added tasks. But hopefully that gives you kind of two examples of businesses that have very successfully employed robot systems in the UK.
0: Yeah, I agree. And it, it just shows you the, you know, you're going, you know, going from food to plastics. And I'm guessing this would even take an I mean, the motor the motor industry is obviously massive with regards to robots, but I think even like uh, even fabrication precision engineering could benefit from from any of this. I think it's any type of manufacturing. Sector there is potential for robotics within there to increase their productivity. And touching on the the sort of ROI that these companies are seeing, I'm guessing it's through the roof. Mike, be, not not necessarily through the roof, but I'm guessing they're seeing a good return on investment o- over a period of time. I know I think a lot of people will be thinking robots big cost, but the reality is, you know, yeah, it's a technical piece of equipment. But if you're looking at the return on investment that you get over a period of time. Through cost savings and increase in productivity and whatever that might be, I'm guessing there's a there's a significant business proposition. Now. Yeah,
1: it's. I mean, that you know, I'm not going to pretend that this is cheap. There can be significant costs, but you get you know improved productivity. You know, if you take a typical welding cell, for example, a robot welding system can produce the same as four welders on a single shift. So, you, so you can get a significant increase in output. You can. The equipment will operate for many, many years. Most robot systems are operating for in excess of 10 years. So it's, it, is, it is really about thinking longer term. In terms of ROI, most of our customers see a return on investment of about 18 months. But once they've invested, okay. you know, once they've invested, 18 18, wow. you know, 18 months. I mean, it, it can go up to two years. It does depend on whether you're operating single or two shifts or three shifts. But you know, typically we're on about eighteen months. You know, once you paid for the equipment, it continues to operate for minimal additional cost, and therefore gives you you know significant benefits in the long term.
0: I, I'm amazed, at like, I was you know I, I, I was thinking, probably in my head, three three years minimum, five years probably realistic. Actually, eighteen months and get that return something I mean, it's a kind of no brainer, isn't it? Really, really? you know, what find reason and actually put. And I, and I think it goes back to to what we kind of discussed at the start. Making we're looking at, you know, those key significant challenges within UK manufacturing at the moment. How uh, robots can obviously benefit that as well. But actually, you know, piecing everything together, if you have a structured plan and you put a business plan and a proposition in place, where it's you're actually looking at it over a certain period of time, and bringing it in and phasing it in stages. You know, and actually making sure that it's right for your business and right for your manufacturing site. And actually what you're getting is, you know, people, you know, there's a potential for the staff to be more engaged than what they are at the moment because there's, there's opportunity for, you know, people could see a career being developed as well as they're getting training. They're getting involved in a, you know, a brand new forward-thinking business that's looking to invest in you know, and, and, and it. And I see, I see, a, you know, I, I don't see much negatives with it. I think the biggest thing is, you know, can the business afford that? And I think, you know, with everything going on and, and you know, guys, if you're listening in, you know, we're looking at bringing someone from, one well, of the leading banks in the UK on, as well as other finance routes as well, because I think, you know, with UK manufacturing, we want to, you know, be the, the flag bearer once again globally as leading manufacturers and, and, and across the world. And I think this is a key aspect that we need to be taking into account uh, and investing in, in the latest technologies to improve is like exactly what we, myself and Mike, just discussed on the basis of uh, you know, productivity.
1: I mean, Terry, one of the things that, that's, you know, to, to me, I think is key, it's, it's almost cultural. The all-party parliamentary manufacturing group did a study, or commissioned a study about three years ago, looking at the culture of UK manufacturing, and, and if I'm allowed to summarize a 50-odd page report in a couple of sentences, UK manufacturing in general is, is very proud of the fact that we can keep all of our old machines running, whereas in Germany, they're very proud of the fact they bought new ones. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that, that seems to ring true. I say that frequently in front of audiences, yeah. and, and a lot of manufacturers recognize that they're keeping old kit running and they're not, they're not necessarily investing in new equipment. And I think it, the key to our future is investing in the latest technologies, and, and robots is part of that. But, you know, they're, they're not new technologies, but, but they do continue to develop, and they're getting cheaper all of the time, whereas labour costs are going up all of the time. So I, I think it's important that we invest in the right equipment to make sure that we can utilise our labour as effectively as possible.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then the... If you are a business leader listening to this, you know this is one of you know this is a this is a pivotal pivotal piece of technology. Actually, you know you want to be at the front of. As we've discussed, you know at the end of the day, if you're able to put the time and effort in and actually pull the business plan together, you know get everything going, there's massive massive benefits. There's there is risk as well. There is risk, but there's massive benefits. And in my eyes, it's a matter of I can see it. people who are the pioneers? You know, for example, CHX Plastics that Mike mentioned earlier, as well as the the pancake place. These companies are now developing the skill sets that they need within their business to maintain and repair the, the robotics. They are moving in the right direction, and it can only benefit their business. You know, and I I think you know it's a matter. of, If anyone's looking for any information on this. You know, Mike is, is the industry uh, leader for robotics in the UK, uh, and I would definitely recommend reaching out to Mike. And I'll give Mike's contact details that. Mike, is there anything else that you think would add value to our listeners?
1: Mike, you know, I, I think I think the key is that there, there's lots and lots of opportunities within UK manufacturing to to apply robots. We, we are quite a long way behind the rest of the world in terms of our utilization of this kind of equipment. We're, we're about the world average, which which means we've got some catching up to do. You know, we're behind most of Europe. But one of the benefits of being in that position is that a lot of solutions already exist. You know, we can we can bring in the technology, the, the concepts and the solutions from other parts of the world and apply them to existing challenges within UK manufacturing. So we, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. And that, that reduces the risk. So we can help businesses identify where they can best apply the automation. And, and if businesses are willing to engage with us, we're, we're willing to help them as they start on this journey to develop the first applications, develop the business cases, identify the finance. And, and I should add that in terms of finance, if you looked at some form of asset-based finance, you probably get cash into the business you, the day you turn the machinery on. So it, it is worth doing. It's not as risky as most businesses maybe think it is. And it's about making that first step. And, and we're very happy to help, make, help companies make that first step.
0: Awesome. I'm sure between me and myself, I'm sure... Um, if anyone's got any questions that would like to speak to anyone who's implemented robotics within their manufacturing site, you know I'm sure we'd be able to yep. put you in touch with people as well, you know, to kind of give you that an understanding from from a peer level as well. You know how that's benefited, all the risks involved with it, and, and you know a completely impartial view. Michael, tell you what, that was fantastic. That was a great topic this week. Very insightful. I'm sure all our listeners will get a lot of value from that, guys listening in, should you have any questions or you're looking to find out more and how robots can benefit your manufacturing business, please do get in touch with Mike Wilson directly. His email address is Mike, dot wilson, w-i-l-s-o-n at gb.abb.com Mike, great show. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for that. And I want to thank our listeners as well for listening in. Please do check out our uh, our next episode next week, and we'll hopefully we'll get someone from funding in next week to discuss how you could potentially take advantage of robotics within your manufacturing organisation. Thank you very much, Mike, for our time. I do appreciate thank you, it. Thanks for listening to the Prime Leadership Podcast. If you've made it this far, we take it that you enjoyed the show. In return, we'd love it if you would leave us a rating and a review on Spotify and Amazon Music. Subscribe whilst you're there and we'll catch you for the next episode.